Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. It's episode 117 today where we'll be previewing the FA Cup final between Manchester City and Manchester United. Very exciting game this, I would say. There was, there was a chance we were going to get someone like a Burnley, a Sheffield United and Brighton, a surprise. But I think seeing the two Manchester clubs in the final is a very exciting game. Yeah, I mean Manchester derby at Wembley, domestic cup final, what more could you want really? Yeah, and of course, on aggregate this season, the sides have provided a 7-5, I believe. A 6-3 and a 2-1. So, an insane uh, amount of goals scored between the two games that they've played so far. Hopefully, we get another game that emulates that sort of goal-scoring, absolute glout of goals. But, yeah, overall, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be interesting from a tactical point of view to see how both managers line up. We've seen this season how... Obviously, in one game, Guardiola got the better of Ten Hag, and the other, Ten Hag got the better of Guardiola. I think it's going to rely on individuals as well. I think Haaland, obviously, could make a huge difference. Marcus Rashford, if he's firing, could make a huge difference. But yeah, who do you think will be the most influential player in the game? That's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? I mean, if if, if City can get the ball to Erling Haaland, then I think they'll be all right. I think in terms of his goal scoring, they had the most... He'll have the, what's the word? He'll t- he, you know, he can change the game, but I think it's about those players that get the ball to him. And to be honest, I don't yeah. know which one it's going to be because I don't know who's going to start. It could be Foden, Grealish, Mares, De Bruyne, Bernardo you know, Silva, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva. Six players there that mm. all have the ability to turn the game on its head and get the ball to Erling Haaland, who will score because it's Erling Haaland. Yeah. United, they don't quite have that. They've got Rashford. Mate, I, don't, I think Rashford is prolific though. If you get him in the right is, position, he'll score. Bruno Fernandez, maybe if he's on his on his day, he's all right. I just don't look at anyone that has that ability to change the game as a team. Though yeah. they can work together and they can try and pull a result across the line. It's going to be pivotal that United keep it to keep it as low scoring as possible early. They just shut up shops, try and break down City's play. Because if you let them get into their rhythm, let them get into their style, then you cause a few issues for yourself. So just put those early tackles in. Try and break up City's play and then see what you get from there. But it's going to be difficult for Manchester United. They're playing an incredible Man City side. We've mentioned many times in the pod how you could argue they're the best side we've ever seen. Yeah, Because they, they just good. take all the aspects of Pep's Guardi- Guardiola's Barcelona Tiki Taka system, combine it with this English physicality and it is... It's a system which is I think, proving really difficult to beat. I think that's the one thing that Matt, with, with, against Man City, the two things that can be on your side is if A, you work harder and B, you're stronger. Because if you get in, as you say, if you get in their early doors, get some tackles in, you know, be physical, be strong. If you get onto them, they're yeah. not going to like that. And if you start to disrupt, if they can't get into a rhythm because you keep, you know, get the little fouls here and there maybe, you know, just a few nudges. If you disrupt it's the their sort rhythm, of role you want Casemiro in, isn't it? Exactly yeah. what you want him to do. Just... just Getting in those little challenges here and there on Bruno Fernandez, on Marcus, on not, not yeah, not Bruno Fernandez, he plays for him, yeah. on Jack Grealish, people like that, Erling Haaland, just they, annoying them. One thing they don't want Casemiro to do, which he's done a couple of times this season, is go over the top and get himself sent off. Yeah. So, is going to be pivotal. Yeah. I think we speak about Haaland as City's most important player. I would say United's is Casemiro. You look at the difference between when he's on the pitch, when he's off the pitch for United. When he's playing for Manchester United, United are an incredibly strong team. Yeah. But when he's either off the pitch, injured, or if he's having a bad day, think back to Liverpool, Manchester United earlier in the season, a 7-0 victory. When he's having a bad day, it can prove yeah. to be 
very and costly for United. For me, that's the worry for Manchester United. They've proven this this season that they can go head to head with Man City. They can beat them on their day, but when they're not on their day, they lose six three. So it's they have yeah. to turn up. They have to perform. Every single player has to perform. You know, and they've got to provide a good performance because if not, City will just roll them over and it'll be absolutely waltz in the park. Could you see that winning? Could you see City winning this by a comfy margin, or or do you think United will put up that fight? I th- I think if if you know, I think United can put up the fight. I think they will. You know they've, all, they've been to already been to Wembley once this season. They overcame Newcastle. They've already got a domestic there. trophy. They've already got a domestic cup. They want another one, and I think they'll work hard for it. But the problem is, it's bat mentality. If they concede one or two early. They could end up losing three or four nil. I was going, but even at one or two, that that game's just un, you know, unrecoverable, really. And at that point, they're done. But but we say that they went one nil down to City at Old Trafford, and then they could put. All, could yeah, but all that's two nil though. So it's a long way back for Manchester United. Yeah, two nil is a long way back. But again, it's you know it could be it's, you know against other sides then maybe, yeah. but Manchester City just looks. Final, if you, you, all you got to do is take a draw, and you're off to penalties. Yeah, and then you have that lottery. Equally, United's record on penalties has not been stunning in recent but years. They did get through the FA Cup same final against Brighton on penalties, so they did. But Brighton's pens were yeah, they weren't great, not stunning. But yeah, I think so. We should we look back through both teams' paths yeah. to and the final. I, th- I think it will speak volumes this because I'll be honest. I think City got a favourite. I mean, they got Sheffield United in the semi-finals, <laughs> but they have waltzed through this these stages. Whereas United yeah. have found a few challenges along the way. Just to go back to January, of course, out of the hat early, and they drew Chelsea in the FA Cup. Quite a difficult tie, you would say. Usually. Not this season, but usually. And that was a comfy 4-0 victory yeah. for Manchester City. Maybe. Dispatched of Chelsea comfortably. Then they drew Arsenal. And City fans must have been cursing at this point because yeah. their luck was incredibly Unlucky. It's, probably, it's not really unlucky. For, it's not really luck, unlucky for for City because they roll them over anyway. Yeah, well, they beat Arsenal one 0 a Nathan Ake goal, the difference in that game. Then they drew Bristol City, who they pumped three 0 before drawing Burnley, who they pumped six 0 which is one less than they scored against RB Leipzig in the Champions League, by the way. And then in the semi-finals. Sheffield's United, who they beat 3-0. So a lot of comfy victories on the yeah. way. They've only, only one game was a 1-0 march, and the rest were 3-0, 4-0, and 6-0. Mental. That's absolutely mental. They've just pumped everyone they've played. Yeah. And now they play Manchester United. Yeah. United haven't had it that easy. No, but that's because of the side they are. They got a much kinder draw. Yeah. First round, Everton, not a challenge, really. They beat them 3-1. Quite a comfy win. And interestingly in that game, Cristiano Ronaldo scored. No, wow. Cristiano Ronaldo didn't score as Rashford. I misread that, that horrendously. But he was... He only left by this point, hasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, 3-1 Manchester United. Then they drew at Reading at the end of January. Beat them 3-1 again. But they're conceding these games, which is yeah. a bit interesting. But still a nice comfy win. They they progress where they face West Ham. And again, it's a 3-1 victory for Manchester United. <laughs> is it going to be 3-1 again? It is. As they play Fulham, it's 3-1 again. I mean, that, that game was... That game got handed to them on the plate. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what Mitrovic, Willian... And Marcus Silva. Silva they all just decided to have well, a... Willian handballed it to stop a certain goal. And red card. Pushed the ref. Red card and eight games suspension. And then, Mark, and then Marcus Silva lost his head at the fact two of his players and sent off and he joined them. <laughs> Indeed. And then, of course, FA Cup semi-finals. 
Manchester United and Brighton drew, but United won on penalties. Not been easy. They've conceded in every single tie, apart from the Brighton one. But yeah, they've had one on penalties. Yeah. It's not been great. They obviously got luck. I think they got lucky in the Fulham one. The fact that Fulham threw that away because that was what one one with twenty thirty minutes to go, and mm. Fulham kind of just gave got three red cards and rolled over. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Mitrovic scored in the fiftieth minute, and then it was seventy fifth minute the penalty. Yeah. Then seventy seventh minute for Sabitzer against a nine man Fulham, and then Fernandez added a third in the ninety sixth. He loves goals. Oh, I didn't realise Fulham went one nil up. Yeah, Alexander Mitrovic. Mm. It's even worse. It wasn't like they were drawing. Then they picked up a double red card in the seventy second yeah. minute, which is never helpful. No. And there was sort of a lost cause after that because he did a quick fire yeah. double, and then that was. That was United it. have scraped through at times. City have kind of just turned up, knocked a few goals in, and gone home again. That's what they do. Yeah, City pumped everyone. It's the so play, casual. It's so casual, and it's so easy for them. United, maybe they can spring a surprise. I mean, you'd have to make City favourites. I don't think there's oh, any doubt yeah. about that. They 100%. are 100 on the strongest side. I think as long as long as they play how they have every game this season, they're going to win this game quite comfortably. This could easily be another 3-1 victory. But it could also be... No, it's Man United that we're going 3-1. It could be yeah. easy, 4-0. But... It could also you know, be a very close game. If United can push them yeah. to extra time, to penalties, who knows? It's potluck on penalties. Yeah. You, you, can, never, you can never know who's going to win on penalties. I just... What do you think the City team looks like? Do they have a slightly weakened side with a Champions League final on the horizon? Or do they go completely full strength? I mean, they've got a good enough squad. They could play two different sides in a steel challenge. Yeah. And, and no disrespect to United or Inter. They're not the hardest opponents. I think, I think there's a few players who play both games. I reckon Rodri yeah. plays both. I think Haaland, I Edison, I, I Stones. If it was, say it was Liverpool in the FA Cup final tomorrow... And then it was Real Madrid in a week's time, the Champions League final. Pep would have to think about it. But because it is Manchester United who have struggled, yeah. who, who City have pummeled this year, and Inter Milan, who I don't know how they got to the Champions League final, very favourable draw. I could see a Foden or a Mahrez starting yeah. just to give players that's like a, De Bruyne that's, or... That's a world-class player, Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. Like, well, might, you know, might, yeah. It he might be rotated into, into yeah. this side. He slots into any other team. It's yeah, Interesting. I th- I think he starts into every team other than Arsenal. I don't think he starts over Saka. Maybe not. Maybe well, interesting to actually, but yeah. I don't, they're very. Last thing, they've got enough players. They could players. bench De Bruyne, Grealish, and Bernardo Silva and just play Mares, Foden, and <laughs> Jesus Christ, Palmer. I mean, even Palmer, even Palmer would be good enough. To, I think he could start tomorrow. I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't think he will start, Palmer. but he could, and I still think City would win. Probably, yeah, because of the quality around him. I don't think Carl Palmer's going to be the one laying top know. corner. Well, to be fair, Wembley's where heroes are made. Someone's got to step up for United. Carl Palmer, Hattie. Does it help that United have already been there? Been they know what it takes now? They've done it this year. They want to do it again. It would if they were playing Leicester or West Ham, but they're not. No. They're playing a Manchester City side who have won everything for years, and they have been to Wembley more than enough over the last decade. I just don't see how Man United win this, really. I think it's going to take some mind-boggling tactics from Tenor because I think I their personnel are worse. What goes 3 2 four, one. Yeah. No one's tried it yet. Would that work? Who knows? It's absolutely messy midfield. <laughs> the problem is that you know how to play their systems. Yeah. So it would, but there's got to be something that stops them. There's got to be some sort of formation which 
can stop Manchester City. They're not unstoppable. What that is, there. we don't know. No, and well, United hope that Eric Ten Hag does could it, know. Could it be just like a classic four four two? Has Maybe. anyone played four four two against City this season? Sam Allardyce, let's get him in. <laughs> What's a Man United? Cardo's right. Get him in in for... <laughs> right. Give him a week and a half to prepare. Yeah. yeah. I think Fair it's going to be an interesting game though. I... City could waltz it, but I don't know if they will. I think United won't let that happen. Yeah, should we do an early prediction? I mean, we'll definitely do a prediction Ooh. on stream, but I'll probably have forgotten this by the time we're live on Saturday. Make sure you join us there, by the way. We'll be live from 2.30, right, for a 3 o'clock kickoff? Yes. Is it 3 o'clock? Yes, 3 o'clock. Yeah, same time as the Women's Charity Final as well. Yes, um, and the Monaco, uh, not uh, the Spanish Grand Prix qualifying. So a lot going on Saturday. And it's the probably of the Serra, games, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, those two are There's a lot going time. on Saturday. But yeah, I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm not gonna predict it in a sense. I'm gonna say we're going beyond the ninety minutes. Oh, I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say penalties. I'm gonna say extra time. Okay. And whoever wins it wins it. I think United. United just gonna park the bus, remain strong, remain resilient. They go like six players on a yellow card. They're just gonna Mm. keep white, white and City out. Last ditch tackles, tactical fouls. It's going to be very combative from United City. Won't be able to get into a rhythm, and it'll be maybe nil nil, maybe one one because United could hit a counter. Yeah, and City will I, get I can see it. I can see it. I'm going to go Man City four, Manchester United nil though. Yeah, that's. I I just think City looks so good, and if they go a couple up, we've seen how United capitulate this season. I don't think City will throw everything at the game. I don't think they'll be desperate for a seven, but. I think they, if they can get find their rhythm, United start to get torn apart. Casemiro can't mark everyone, and then eventually Haaland will score, and then they just yeah. go on a rampage from there. But. I mean, that would speak volumes, Cosy. What few? How many years? Cut a few years ago, they beat Watford six 0 in this final, and it was like, yeah. well, of course, that's happened because Watford. If they can score four past United, their closest rival, not their, well, their, their rivals, in terms of proximity, yeah, closest. But... That would say that would speak volumes. Yeah. Should we get into some other things in this podcast? By the way, guys, uh, no, obviously this is our second podcast of the week because we have no predictions, so we thought we'd do a preview for the final. Instead, we didn't do any re- rumour mill content on no, the season. Get that rumour mill open. The Premier League season review. So look back through and uh, well, we'll go back and watch that podcast if you haven't already. It was an excellent episode, if I do say yeah. so myself. As for some transfer news, well, we've got the interesting news of Mason Mount, I think, Ooh. to start with. Manchester United have a reportedly agreed terms with Mason Mount, so he has agreed to join Manchester United. It's just whether the clubs can come to an agreement. My question sort of for today's episode is, how much is Mason Mount worth? Both to Chelsea and in the current scope of the market. I mean, the fact that Chelsea are letting him go, I think, is, he's struggled, don't get me wrong. He had a, he's had a tough season, but everyone yeah. has. I couldn't tell you a Chelsea player that hasn't had a tough season, because even if they've played well, they've found it tough. I, I I think he's I think he's one of those players. He's irreplaceable. I I, I think he's apps on his day. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's irreplaceable. He's not Erling Haaland. On Harland his day, now, I think he has enough to be a world class footballer. I know really he, do. he does, but and I I think that is a massive steal if Man United can pick him up. So reportedly, it'll be around that fifty five million, sixty million mark. Given he's That's got a bargain. A, given he's got a year left on his contract, yeah. I think that makes a lot of That's sense. An absolute steal. Yeah, I think he also works in Ten Hag's system. When yeah. Ten Hag likes to have this sort of, it almost becomes a four-one-four-one in possession, and with Mount and Bruno as the eights, that's an incredible creative spark in there. They're both players who are good in the press. They're both players who are good on the ball. I think they 
could, and they're both good goal scorers as well. Exactly what they need in that role when they don't actually have a striker. Obviously, I'd imagine they'll sign a striker at some point this Probably. window. Especially yeah, if Martial and Vekos doesn't stay. To pay that, you know, kind of 55, 60 million, you know, fee for a player who, what, a couple of years ago would have been probably closer to 75, 80 million. Yeah. That's, that is, that's the bargain, that. And he's a very good player. Yeah. And under the right manager, in the right squad, in the right system, he can be an absolute bowler. Yeah, we've got loads of to run through because we've obviously got Manchester United's uh, renewal of Diego Dallo. I think that's a good yeah. renewal there. I think that's good, good for them. Season. We've got Matteo Kovacic, another bit oh, of Chelsea news. Manchester City, apparently interesting. Kovacic, Kovacic, I believe only has a year left on his contract as well. It's going to be a long summer for Chelsea fans. We're going to sell some players. It, this, yeah, it does, this deal does expire right. next year. Under Pep Guardiola, Matteo Kovacic could become one of the best midfielders in the world. He, he definitely could, yeah. Definitely could. And when you could, I think it's a good bit of business for City. They're, oh, go, they're apparently going to lose Ilkay Gundogan on a free. Obviously, his contract expires this oh, month. Wow, what a replacement. I think Kovacic is an adequate replacement. Gundogan, though, where do you see him going? Oh, he's been linked with Arsenal. He's been linked with Barcelona very he strongly. Go, he could go to Arsenal and, you know, Zinchenko and try and win them in the league. Mm. But would he want to challenge against City? I don't know. He could, could go Barcelona. I think he prefer like Barcelona, yeah. wouldn't yeah. he? But. Yeah. But, I mean, Matteo Kovacic, the other reason City have signed him, are going to try and sign him, let's be honest, they need a creation in their squad to win the Champions League. Exactly. If they, win, if they lose the Champions League this summer, we know yeah, why, and that's curse. why they're bringing in Matteo Kovacic. Fair enough, Man City. In other midfielders' news, they seem to be dominating the headlines this yeah, week because Eurotelians has confirmed he will leave Leicester on a free. What a surprise. Well, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about where do you think he goes? Anywhere, he is going to have so many. He's such a good player. But does he does he get a Champions League move? I would say maybe Newcastle, but that because I think they're more likely to go for Madison over a over a Tielemans. And then I don't think Arsenal would go for him. I think they've got target. They, you know, they Champions want League. they want Declan Rice. He's, he's not a Brighton player. He's not a Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool. Well, Brighton have already signed a Hooden yeah. Milner, so they'll be overloaded in there. Liverpool, I think they're going to target. So they, well, they wanted Mason Mount. They want Alex McAllister. They want Ugarte. At the moment, Ugarte is either going Chelsea or PSG. Mount's going Man United, and McAllister's probably going to join Liverpool. But they're not exactly yeah. getting all their targets in I, there. I, I don't think he'll go there. He's not really a Villa signing either. I don't no. think. Because um, I think I think he could start in the middle for you. He could, but. There's a lot of options in there already for Villa. They need to get rid of some boy. Yeah, they're probably focused on a new striker. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Chilliman's going to be interesting. I could see him at somewhere like Luton Town. <laughs> Imagine the scenes of Yuri Tielemans lining up for Luton. Brentford? Maybe. They're quite frugal. Tens Brentford on a free. Like. That could be good. Could see him abroad. Could see yeah. him Juventus or an Inter Milan, depending if Bayern they win Munich. the Champions League. If they don't get rice, they're going to get rice. They're they're gonna, get, and they're also going to get Tielemans. Could West, yeah, other than the West Ham. They've already got Comrade Lima from Leipzig on a free. They'll probably get sign all the Dortmund players. Just make sure Could Dortmund league. go for Tielemans to replace Jude Bellingham? Not as, he doesn't do the same thing, so don't get me wrong. Very different players, but a midfield yeah. option in there. Um, maybe. They can convince him that they think they're a challenge for the league because it was anything like this year. They can challenge, but they're rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. One last topic then. Karim Benzema. Oh, this is a joke. He's been dominating the headlines because Karim Benzema has reportedly received a £400 million offer from the Saudi Arabian government. 
to go and play football over there. Obviously, he gets to pick his club. He gets to pick his city, which is mental, by the way. Imagine Rishi Sunak gets on the blower to Messi and says, yeah, I'll pay you 500 million quid. You can pick whatever club you want to play for in the Premier League. I'll give you 400 million. Have fun, mate. Where do you want to live? London? Edinburgh? No, no, no. No, it's Edinburgh. Newcastle? Sorry if there's anyone from Edinburgh watching. That was a joke. But... <laughs> okay. It's, it's mental. It's, I mean, they just make their own rules. A like. 35 year old, two year, so he's 35 now, two year deal. He'll finish just, when he's 37. FIFA not step in or something? Because how is that allowed? How can the government buy a player? I don't know. But equally, most of the clubs are, well, I imagine there's a state owned club. Yeah. Or something like that in Saudi. I'm not too sure about that. Where's he going to go? Amazir, But there's this interesting conversation emerging how owners could use their Saudi clubs where there's no FFP to exploit the market. So there's been about I saw a conversation the other day about this, how actually if Newcastle wanted to sign Kylian Mbappe, for example, they could sign him to Al Hilal at five hundred million a year for him so he'd be minted which would be an incentive the money isn't coming out of a Premier League account where there's FFP and then they just loan him over to Newcastle both clubs I believe are owned surely someone would stop by the Saudi Saudi government there's got to be someone in football that can intervene here well, that's surely that's got that's a loophole that needs to be closed how do you close it how do you stop clubs loaning between players because if you say that clubs can't loan like affiliated clubs can't loan then that cuts the Chelsea and the Test link. Stop government buying people. <laughs> How though? The g- you rule, right? Like, new no. rule. Governments cannot buy footballers. But they don't have power over governments. The, the <sighs> FIFA don't have the power over the Saudi Someone's government. Someone's got to have some something. <laughs> it's got his son. Who's the big bloke in the world? They're gonna like stop them all. Biden, and I think he's got more pressing matters. <sighs> He doesn't know what football is. Did you see him doing his that US World Cup promo? That's on the White House when he boots it in the is air. It? Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Is um, it not like a international, like world leader? Where are the world leader? Sorry, you think if there was a world leader, we'd have probably heard of him. Yeah, someone's got to stop them though, because they can ruin football. Well, <laughs> yeah, that is that is a worry, isn't it? But I guess. That's, that's that is ludicrous, though. How a government has spent four I mean, million I think on football it's, and got I think it's more. Club. I think it's more ludicrous that the Saudi regime can buy a Premier League football club in the first place. But yeah, congratulations to Newcastle. They've been good this season. They could end up with Mbappe. But Benzema, do you think he'll go? Oh yeah, <laughs> four hundred million. He's literally yeah. two he years. Club. Two years and he's half a billionaire. Yeah, he can pick his club. He's gonna be loving it. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Sums of money. I mean, like, it is ridiculous. I wouldn't money. go, but that's pretty okay. Do you think that's the best way to build up a domestic league? No. It's to splash cash. But the US did it. They brought in Beckham. They brought they didn't in... They spend... Like the, that, the, they? the clubs did that. But I don't like the way it's being done over there. Yeah, but the, the clubs did it because that was an incentive pushed by the organisers, the runners of the league. I don't know what you'd call them. Well, who are the runners of the Saudi League? The government, they run everything in Saudi they run the, They run Probably. the football Probably, let's come... Who else does it? Do you not have the Saudi FA? I don't, think, I don't know if the Saudi have an FA. I, th- I just think it's, it's ludicrous, to be honest. 
And even if they do, that's probably corrupted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, let's be honest. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see which players make the move over there. It's like when China sort of exploded into into Austin life when Hulk. they went and I mean when they were convinced, almost convinced, a prime Diego Costa to move there. That was when it sort of peaked because they were able to offer him fifty. They were able to pay fifty million pounds. They're offering him like ridiculous wages. It's getting mental now. Football, money in football is getting mental. But do, do you think that? Saudi pose a real a realistic threat to the footballing landscape. I really hope not. Because if they can use their money and power to attract talent, we've spoken how no one can match the Premier League because they don't have the broadcast revenue, they don't have the fans, they don't have the support, they don't have the money to f- compete. But we've never spoken actually how a global giant in terms of riches, but not one that's known for football could completely change the landscape just by pumping money into the game. They've already got Ronaldo, one of the biggest players in the world, the face of football for many fans. They could get Lionel Messi this summer. He's linked with a move to Al-Hilal. They could end up with Benzema. The three best players, I would argue, of of the last generation of football could all be playing in Saudi Arabia this summer. It's embarrassing. It's interesting, isn't it? That one of the most... Despotic is that the word? I can't remember. A, a horrible regime is they, able to promote itself like this. They they would never ever in a million years go anywhere near that country if it wasn't for the money they were being given. Obviously, Messi wouldn't go down and pay there for play. He wouldn't go to Saudi Arabia. He's not doing it for the love yeah. of the club, is he? He's no. not going down. You know, he's not playing for him for fifty grand a week. He's pay, he's yeah. going for him to get a, a, 50, a, 50, yeah, fifty million a week. <laughs> It's mental, absolutely mental. But it, could it be a potential stumbling block? Do you think? Because it could, could it change? Could the Saudi yeah, league be one of the strongest? They convince enough people, and that's just that is that is disappointing. Is, would there ever be a point? What, what would there ever be a point where you actively watch the Saudi league? No. Okay. Because I think people will start if they get players like Messi, if they get Benzema. I think that is the way it will go, won't it? People will start actively following and watching the Saudi league. Have fun. You know, when you're going through London, you're not going to see people with Barcelona shirts. You're going to see people with Al Hilal shirts. On. At that point, I, I'd like run to Iceland. Right, what's football's going on? Iceland? I don't know, but it's going to be exciting, isn't it? It's going to be quite exciting, to be fair. Any Icelandish people? What what football I, I, I clubs think you got there? Icelandic, but Icelandic people, not Icelandic. Icelandish. <laughs> Icelandic people. Yeah. Let us know what football's going on in Iceland. We'll hop over soon. <laughs> fair enough. And then round of replacement. This is the more uh, interesting news for us as Chelsea fans. Kai Havertz is reportedly being lined up as a potential replacement for Karim Benzema. Firstly, from a Real Madrid point of view, I'd like to say it's actually a good bit of business. Oh, it's brilliant. Because I, I think he's a magical player. This is what if you me. use him as a false nine in that role, it's with Vinny and Rodrigo, he can link up with yeah, them. Yeah, it's another potentially world-class player that Chelsea are going to let go. I Look what he's yeah. in the Champions League final. That's how good he is. He but can... ultimately... He doesn't suit the current system. Not he's a Chelsea, not no. And he's good enough rubbish. for the Prem right now. He has been rubbish this year, but he is a magnificent player. But he has the ability to win games. Does he go down in Chelsea? Is he a Chelsea legend? Yeah, he scored in the Chelsea final. That's the thing. All it takes is one goal sometimes. Fernando Torres was crap, but he scored in that same yeah. final against Barcelona, and he's immortalised himself as a Chelsea legend. <laughs> but, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I think Havertz is a good bit of business because he'll suit that role yeah, perfectly, a false nine. I just I do worry that Chelsea are letting go of a lot of world-class talent. We let Mason Mount, Kai Havertz and don't sign Xiao Felix all in the same window. That feels like three players who we could be watching playing for world-class sides over the next few years. And that makes and we're just letting them go. Yeah. 
But ultimately, if it means we can rebuild the squad, squad to be better than it is right now, I take it. How much yeah. do you think Kai Havertz is worth? He's still got Ooh. a few years left in his deal. How much did Chelsea pay for him? 90. He's not worth that. I think. 70? I think it was. I think it was something below that and then rising to 90. So it may not. 70 at a high? I, I think you can get more than 70. It depends really who you're, off, if you, if, who you're offering to. But uh, Maybe 70, 80. Kai Havertz. I, I, I don't see getting high. Okay, that. 75 million pounds for Chelsea. I think we could turn a profit. I think you can get 80, 90. Maybe, maybe. Mate. Benfica got 120 for Xao Felix after one season where he scored a couple of Europa League yeah, goals they did do that you can definitely Maybe get 90 80, mil 80, 90 was for Kai Havertz but it's going to be interesting yeah we're interested to see how this summer pans out if you have enjoyed today's episode please do make sure to leave a like and subscribe and keep the conversation going in the YouTube comments down below I want to hear from you guys what your thoughts are on all the things all the topics we've discussed today mainly the FA Cup semi-final preview of course but if you want to talk about any of the other things the transfers uh, Benzema the Saudi regime any of that you're more than welcome to get involved in our comments if you're listening on Spotify or any other audio platform of your choice then you can press the fun fun buttons that do fun things and tell those various platforms that you're loving the show and then they can put us in their fun lists and top tens and then everyone will listen to us everywhere that's all for today though thank you very much for watching or listening and we'll see you next time see ya